0: Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway, Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my and MVP gosh, time When City Assassin does it again! Another week of NBA playoff action is in the books and we have some Bulls perspectives to look at this week. It's kind of a special show. We're catching up with some former Bulls playing in the NBA playoffs right now. Not the ones that are already done, the ones that are playing in the playoffs right as we speak on this Wednesday afternoon. Welcome into the Believe in Bulls podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host Nick Schultz. So, so great to be back with you once again Yeah, we're going to catch up with some old friends this week. There are quite a few former Bulls still in the playoffs as we speak. There are more that played in the earlier rounds as well. But as we're into the conference semifinal round, I'm looking at just the players playing as we speak. But we did have some news come out this week regarding some other former Bulls that I want to get to off the bat. The first is Derrick Rose. Yes, I'm leading with Derrick Rose. Obviously played for the Bulls from 2009 to 2016. Won an MVP award with the Bulls as well. He got an MVP vote this week. It came out in the MVP voting. He got one first place vote and that came from the fan voting. That's according to Miscellaneous Reports, Associated Press, ESPN, The Athletic, etc. Yeah, so he got an MVP vote this year. And he lit it up for the Knicks in the playoffs. In five games, he started three of them. 19.4 points per game, four rebounds per game, and five assists per game. There was such a nostalgia factor watching Derrick Rose do Derrick Rose things in the playoffs. And I always will root for Derrick Rose to succeed. I will never, ever, ever root against Derrick Rose, even against the Bulls. I won't ever root against him. I mean, what he meant to the franchise... And hopefully his number is going to be hanging in the rafters sometime. I'm guessing not soon. I don't know if I would do it immediately after he retires. But I think at some point, Derrick Rose's number will hang in the United Center rafters. And yeah, I go back to the nostalgia factor. Watching Derrick Rose go off in the playoffs like he did. He had 21 points and a half, I think. Or something like that for the Knicks at one point during the playoffs. And he got an MVP vote, which is still so great to see. It's kind of funny but it's also kind of cool just because that's a a childhood memory watching Derrick Rose play for the Bulls in the United Center. I wish I could have seen him live, but I didn't. And, yeah, I just wanted to lead with that because that's just, A, funny they got an MVP vote, and, B, just the numbers he put up. You can't not talk about Derrick Rose when talking about former Bulls in the playoffs. Uh, Not a former Bulls player, but former Bulls coach Tom Thibodeau, NBA coach of the year. Monty Williams actually got more first-place votes in the coach of the year voting. But Tibbs managed to get more points in the point system to eke out the victory and take home the trophy. And, I mean, it's dessert. You got to look at what he did for the Knicks in his first season last year under David Fisdale. Knicks went 21-45 and in the shortened season due to COVID, and they didn't make the bubble. And they finished 12th in the East. This year, Tibbs turned him around to a 41-31 and record to finish fourth in the East. And he turned Julius Randle into the most improved player in the league. I know what he did in the playoffs wasn't ideal, and his performance in the playoffs kind of took away from the idea of him as the number one option for me. And when I say that, I mean as a number one, you need to perform when your team needs you the most, and Randall's performance in the playoffs, it wasn't great. It wasn't anything really to raise eyebrows, and I just expected more. I mean, he was the most improved player in the league for a reason. He had a good regular season. I mean, look at last year, 19.5 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, 3.1 assists per game. That was in the shortened 2019-2020 season. This year, 24.1 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, 6 assists per game under Tom Thibodeau to take home the Most Improved Player Award. I'm saying he's absolutely deserving of that, but I'm not sure he's your number one guy. I think he'd be a strong number two, a really strong number two. But you'd need an alpha in there. And I don't think Julius Randle is that alpha. And I worry that this year could be a flash in the pan. Because the playoff performance needs to show who you really are. And I look at Devin Booker as an example of that with the Suns. You know, Devin Booker's having a good playoff. I mean, he didn't go over his points the other night. He was the only Suns player who didn't go over his points the other night in Game 1. But that's if you're into sports betting at all. But either way, you look at his performance against the Lakers. He lit it up and showed he's going to be a star. He's already a star, but he's going to be one of the stars in the league in the coming years. And he has shown what he can do in the playoffs. Julius Randle, maybe it was because it was his first playoffs, I'm not sure. Not sold on him as an elite number one option yet. Maybe he can get there. Maybe under Tibbs he can get there. But as we sit here right now, not impressed with the playoff performance. And I worry that will maybe impact his stock going forward. But again, going back to the point, congrats to Tibbs, 10 years between Coach of the Year honors, and Casey Johnson asked him uh, how he's different, how he's the same, since he last won Coach of the Year with the Bulls in 2010-2011, and the answer was, I'm older. So that's just a little funny anecdote, but congratulations to Tibbs on the honor. I'm a big Tibbs fan. I mean, he was a big part, just like Derrick Rose was, of my Bulls fandom, and watching him take those teams to the Eastern Conference Finals, and the what-if of if Derrick Rose didn't get hurt, still haunts the memory and is in the minds of Bulls fans. But either way, Tibbs is a big part of Bulls history, especially recent Bulls history. So seeing him get this award, that's awesome. Congratulations again to Coach Tibbs. Now we're going to look at players that are still playing in the playoffs. And by my count, we have five to get to. And we start with a name I really didn't expect to be talking about much in the playoffs, but he's my first name up. It's Cameron Payne. And Cameron Payne's tenure in Chicago wasn't great. I was not a fan. There were a lot of people who were not a fan of Cameron Payne. But he's doing pretty well for the Sun, solidifying himself in their rotation. In the playoffs this year for Phoenix, he's averaging north of 11 points per game, 11.7 points per game, and 3.3 assists per game as well. So, yeah, he, you hear his name during the broadcast more. And he after he was done in Chicago, now reminder, he played for the Bulls from 2016 to 2019. And in 67 games, he didn't do a whole lot. The numbers weren't great. It didn't look great on the floor necessarily. He was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers in January of 2019. But he went to China for a year and then came back and has found a role with the Suns. I mean, you've heard the numbers, 11.7 points per game, 3.3 assists per game. He put up 16 points against the Lakers in that last game. And in that Lakers series, uh, game one didn't do so great. He had five points, but after that, 19 points, 15 points, 13 points, 16 points. And his three-point percentage has been better. And I didn't ever expect to be talking about Cameron Payne again after he left the Bulls because, again, I was not a fan. I know I'm not alone in that. When I go play, you know, NBA, I still have NBA 2K, whatever he's in with the Bulls, 2K18. And whenever I saw Cameron Payne on there, I'm like, Cameron Payne, oh my God. And seeing him with the Suns, I still hear his name like, Cameron Payne? But you got to give credit where it's due. The numbers are good. He's found his role, and he's a big reason why the Suns are where they are. He's found a spot that works, and Monty Williams seems to be getting the best out of him. So that's good to see from his perspective. But again, with the Bulls, I don't want to call it a missed opportunity. Someone who, you know, the one who got away, whatever phrase you want to use. He was not good with the Bulls. It's a fact. He was not good with the Bulls. So you've got to be happy he's succeeding now. I'm not as happy as, you know, like seeing Derrick Rose succeed. I'm not that happy that he's succeeding. But still, give credit where it's due. He's doing well. And you just got to acknowledge it. So that's the first former Bull we're looking at that's still in the playoffs. Uh, Tony Snell, there's a name. Tony Snell played for the Bulls 2013 to 2016. He's with Atlanta. He has not done much in the playoffs. Uh, he's played seven games, eight minutes per game, and scored three points. That's not an average. He's scored three total points. So he's kind of there. That's kind of the best way to put it. He's kind of there for Atlanta. And, I mean, what can you say about the Hawks? Trey Young, oh my goodness. Wouldn't it be nice to have him on the Bulls? I know there was no way they were going to get him because he went before Wendell Carter in the draft, and I don't think the Bulls had the pieces to trade up in the draft to get Trey Young. But man, watching him play, wouldn't that be nice to have on the Bulls? He is showing that he is legit in this league, and the numbers back it up, and the Hawks are playing really good basketball. But Tony Snell is just kind of there on the bench And we'll see if he gets any more minutes here down the stretch into the playoffs going forward. Bobby Portis, old crazy eyes. He's playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. He played for the Bulls, remember, from 2015 to 2019. And in the playoffs for the Bucks, 8.5 points per game, 5 rebounds per game. His time in Chicago, I will never, ever forget this. I don't know if I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it now. So he got in that fight with Nikla Miritich in practice, right? You know, the punch was thrown, etc., everything happened. Well, I was in a sports media class at Loyola. I was a student at Loyola Chicago, it was my sophomore year, and the professor used to work at AM1000, and he was going to try to take us to a Bulls practice because the, the professor was Roman Madrowski And if you know the name Roman Madrowski used to cover the Bulls for the Sun-Times back in you know late 90s, early 2000s. So he still had connections with the Bulls. We were going to go watch a Bulls practice, talk with Casey Johnson when he was at the Tribune. It was going to be so much fun. Then the fight happened between Bobby Portis and Nikola Miritich, and we couldn't end up going to the practice, never met Casey, and I just, I don't think I've ever told that, but yeah, that's kind of my little six degrees of Kevin Bacon, I guess, connection to Bobby Portis is that we were supposed to go to a Bulls practice, but that fight took that opportunity away. So that's how I always think of Bobby Portis. But he seems to have found a role with Milwaukee, with Giannis, Mike Budenholzer. And, the, I mean, the Bucks got absolutely manhandled by Brooklyn the other night. They lost by how many? I think they lost by 39 points. They were down by as many as 49 points. Giannis didn't have a good game. Brooklyn went nuts, even without James Harden. And that series, I'm worried it's going to be very one-sided going forward. And crazy as Bobby Portis playing for Milwaukee. You heard the numbers. Maybe he can help them out down the stretch as well. But still, he's bounced around a little bit. Bulls traded him to Washington in that ill-fated Otto Porter Jr. trade. Otto Porter no longer with the Bulls, obviously. And we'll see what happens for Milwaukee going forward. I'm a big Milwaukee fan in the playoffs. I'm a big Giannis fan. You know, I don't own a lot of NBA gear. I'm just honestly too cheap to pay for it. But I do have a Giannis t-shirt that I wear now and again. So hopefully Milwaukee can get back on track, because I I'm a I like the Bucks. The Bulls are my team, obviously, but I li- I like the Bucks. I, I like Giannis. He plays the game the right way. He's a good dude. And I hope they don't get manhandled like that again by Brooklyn, because Kevin Durant's a cheat code. My goodness, what what a game he had against Milwaukee the other night. Next bull we're looking at is one who was only there for one season, and he's gonna be a coach in this league one day. It's Rajan Rondo. He's playing for the Clippers, started the year with Atlanta. Played for the Bulls, if you remember, in 16-17 in the year where, you know, you had Rondo, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. (laughs) That was an interesting roster makeup, to say the least. But for the Clippers right now, uh, Rondo, 4.6 points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists per game. Uh, He is still, just like he was with the Bulls, a coach on the floor. I love playoff Rondo. And his reaction, if you missed it to Kawhi's last-second shot that missed, He took that three from the corner, and Rondo didn't like it, and you saw the look on his face. You can tell how into it he gets, and he's going to be a coach one day. He's sitting there going, why would you take that shot? The look on his face, he looked upset at the shot selection. You watch him during games. He's very, very similar to Chris Paul in that he's a coach on the floor. He's showing kind of like, the younger guys, he's pointing out. You know, I guess he was calling out plays for Dallas. So Dallas, like when they were playing, so when the Clippers were playing Dallas, Rondo would be going up the floor, calling out the plays that Dallas was running. And Rick Carlisle, the coach of the Mavericks, was talking about how, yeah, we can't run a lot of plays because Rondo knows all of them. So that's just another interesting layer to Rajon Rondo and what he does on the floor. Like I said, he's going to be a coach one day. I'm sad it didn't work out in Chicago. I still stand by it. If he doesn't get hurt, the Bulls beat the Celtics in that series. So that's the update on Rajon Rondo, who, again, was kind of – he was in Chicago, and then he left Chicago quick. He's kind of a lover-hate. I'm a fan of his game, and he seems to be like a teammate's teammate. And like I said, he's going to be a coach one day, without a doubt in my mind. If he wants to coach – he will have a job one day, no doubt. The last bull we're looking at is Shaq Harrison. There's a name for you. Shaq Harrison was on the Bulls from 2018 to 2020. Used to be a two-way player. He started the year with Utah, and now he's getting. he was getting in the regular season decent minutes with Denver when they were down with injuries. He hasn't done much in the playoffs. He's only scored nine total points and 5.2 minutes per game off the bench. Did some work guarding Damian Lillard. And nothing really there to talk about with Shaq Harrison. Because remember, he was just kind of there. I feel like he was one of Jim Boylan's guys that wanted to maybe pan out, but didn't pan out. And that whole Boylan tenure was just throwing stuff against the wall, hoping it sticks. And yeah, Shaq Harrison, not a big name for the Bulls. But still, he wore the uniform and played on the United Center floor. And he got more minutes than I wish he did. But, yeah, he's playing for Denver, not doing a lot in the playoffs. But with him being a former Bull, we got to talk about him on the show. He's the last one we're talking about this week. That's a wrap for this week's episode. I want to preview next week's show. Next week's show, I'm going to have a lot of fun. We got a new name in the Bulls point guard search this week. I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's Vasilya Mitchich. He was the EuroLeague MVP, and Oklahoma City has his rights. Reports are coming out that the Bulls have interest in him as one of their answers for point guard, because that's the biggest need of this offseason is the Bulls need a point guard. I keep calling for Lonzo Ball. I think I've said it on every show. We started the show in January, and I think I've said Lonzo's name on every show. That's my answer for it, but I'm intrigued by Vasilya Micic, and I'm going to do a deep dive into his film. I want to watch his game. The only film I've seen is from the Arturis Karnashovitz fan club on Twitter. I want to watch more film. I'm Vasilya Micic. So next week's show is going to be a point guard deep dive. I'm going to look at different names. I'm going to look at specifically Vasilya Mitchich. Also, Kemba Walker is apparently wanting out of Boston. I'm going to look at his fit and maybe lack thereof, and a couple other names going forward. Like I said, there's going to be a film review in there. I want to see what the Twitterverse is saying, see what you, the listeners, are saying. That's going to be next week's show. I'm really excited for that, actually, because I'm just going to spend a day on YouTube, on whatever site I can find watching film on Vasily Micic because he's a very intriguing name for the point guard position for the Bulls. And we'll see if Oklahoma City is going to be willing to part with him. I'm hoping we get more insight into that the next week or so. And next week's show is going to be a lot about him and the point guard position for the Bulls. I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Bulls podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc., And I will be back here next week looking at point guards for the Bulls. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me then. Have a great rest of your week, and enjoy the playoffs, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.